When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. You're listening to the online marketing made easy podcast episode number 43. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Now, as always, I am thrilled that you're here today. And what we're going to be discussing today is highly important. It's all about the email subject line. Now, here's the deal. The way I see it, your email marketing efforts are only as good as the emails that are getting open, right? Am I right? So because of that, I wanted to spend an entire episode on the email subject line. Now, last week in episode number 42, we talked about the three list building foundational strategies that you need in order to build up your list building efforts. So the strategies I gave you in episode 42 were truly to set the list building foundation. So this episode, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper and go into the email marketing strategies, specifically the subject lines, because if you're going to grow that list, I want to make sure that those emails are now going to get open because you put all this effort in to getting the leads, right? So because of that, I wanted to dive into actually five email subject line formulas. So we're going to do that in just a moment. But before I go any further, as promised in the last episode, I want to make you a PDF download for each episode I'm doing now so that you have extra support with what I'm teaching you. So I created a really cool email subject line formula cheat sheet. I don't know about you, but I am a sucker for cheat sheets. So all you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 43 download. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 43 download, or you can text me. All you need to do is text 43 download to the number 38470. So text 43 download to the number 38470, and I will send you your PDF cheat sheet instantly. It's really, really, really good. You can print it out, put it beside you when you're crafting your email subject lines. So it's extremely useful. Okay, so now it's time for the meat of this episode, 
where we're going to get into the five email subject line formulas. Let's do it. Now, essentially, this episode is all about copywriting. And I don't know about you, but there's been times where I've spent hours drafting the perfect email. This happens a lot when it's linked to a big launch I'm doing or a webinar that's going to eventually lead people to a sales funnel or anything that I'm doing to lead people to a sales page. So I spend a lot of time on that email content. But what I've learned over the last few years is I need to put equal energy into that email subject line because as I mentioned earlier, if your emails aren't getting opened, then no one's going to ever see all that effort you put into the email copy. So definitely think of your email subject line as an extension of your copywriting efforts for that overall email. Now, a few things about how I created this episode. I pulled from a few resources. The first resource being my own personal experience. Over the last five years, I've been emailing my own email list, and I've learned a thing or two about what works and what doesn't work in terms of getting that email opened. So I'm going to share some of my own personal experiences in the form of different formulas I'll share with you today so that you can actually get a taste of what I've learned over the last few years. In addition to that, over the last few years, I've also kept a swipe file. And what I mean by that is I have a Gmail address that I use for only the opt-ins that I want to opt into, meaning that this email list is only emails coming from marketers that I trust, that I admire, that I think are pushing the limits, doing some new things. And I pay close attention to those email subject lines and how they relate to the content inside. So I become a student of email marketing by studying what other people are doing that is actually really working. And I use this as my swipe file to get creativity and inspiration. Of course, not to copy, but just to get some new ideas. And then lastly, I've recently started to use a book called Advertising Headlines That Make You Rich. I know, not the best title, but the book is really good. It's not a book that you just read chapter by chapter and you learn about the importance of email subject lines or anything like that. It's actually a tool that you use. So you can keep it by your computer and when you're going to draft a headline for a sales page or an email or a webinar or a blog post, you can grab this book and there's over 240 different examples of really, really good headlines. Some are a little bit more aggressive than others, but it will definitely give you inspiration. So this book is by David Garfinkel. Again, a really, really great resource. Michael Hyatt was the first one who introduced me to it, and I know he uses it a lot as well. So in that book, David said something that is so simple, but really powerful and sets the stage for us today. He said, with a good headline, you stand a fighting chance of having anything from minimal to overwhelming success. But without a good headline, your chances of success are next to zero. And I couldn't agree more. And that's why it was so important for me to create this episode for you today. So let's dive into strategy number one. Now, strategy number one is all about focusing on the benefit. So when you draft your email subject line, I want you to think of the end result that your reader wants. So what does your reader want and where are they living now? I don't mean physically, but where are they spending their time mentally? What do they need? What do they want? What keeps them up at night? What are they worried about? Knowing your audience is key to the benefit-themed subject line. So what I want you to do is really start to think, okay, what will get my audience to pay attention and think, I want that. I need that. Yes, I can relate to that. 
So again, it's all about the benefit. And here's my test for a really good subject line, no matter what type of formula you're using. But I want to say this early so you can think about this as I give you the other formulas. And that is, if someone read your email subject line and they were your perfect ideal audience, and then somebody else read your subject line and they really weren't your perfect ideal audience, they weren't really interested in what you're selling. The perfect audience that's reading it will think, yes, I get it. I'm paying attention. But what I want to happen with the people that are not in your perfect audience, I want them to think, that's a meaningless headline. That's annoying. I don't get it. Why would you say that? So I want that polarizing effect to happen for you because when that's happening, you know you've struck gold with that subject line. Now, hopefully you're not emailing a bunch of people that are not in your target audience, but just use that as a frame of reference. If someone read your email subject line that was not your ideal audience, would it be so general that they don't have any reaction Or would they look at it and think, that's silly, or that's annoying, or that's meaningless? That's actually what you want to happen. So just think about it in terms of the reaction, and then it will help you be a little bit more creative in what you're putting together. So I want to give you some examples of subject lines that have to do with benefits, because that's our first strategy we're talking about. But it's a little weird for me to use a podcast to give you examples, because I have to do a blank in there. Like I want to show you how to use it for your own niche. So this might be a little bit weird at first, but stay with me here. And that's why I created the cheat sheet for you as well. So you can get all these examples in the cheat sheet and then some more. Okay. So here's the first example of a benefit themed email subject line. Here's a quick way to beat sugar cravings. So to break that up for you, it might be, here's a quick way to blank. And you would fill it in with doing something you can teach them to do. So again, the example here is, here's a quick way to beat sugar cravings. The beat sugar cravings is the benefit that your audience wants. So it's a simple subject line. You're just filling in the blank where it makes sense. Again, the cheat sheet will help more. Here's another one. Who else wants to have a clutter-free closet? So the formula there is, who else wants to have blank And the blank is a promise of something that you can give them or a solution you can solve. So if you're an organizer and you help people organize their closets, so the subject line would make more sense. Who else wants to have a clutter-free closet? So here's another benefit-based subject line. See how easily you can learn to paint. Now, this, of course, is for someone that teaches others how to paint. But the formula here is see how easily you can blank. And you're filling in that blank with something that you can teach them how to do. So see how easily you can create engagement on Facebook. That might be one I'd create. So you get very specific to your niche, of course. But what I'm trying to give you is these formulas where you can fill in the blank to make it easier for you. Okay. So basically, in a nutshell, strategy number one, you're focusing on benefits. You're making them understand how they can get results. And you're making sure you're meeting them where they are at right now, where their insecurities are, where their fears are, what will make them actually pay attention. And that means that you really need to understand your audience. But that actually is something that you need to do for all online marketing, right? Understand your audience, know who your avatar is. But the more you understand them, the better your subject lines will be. Okay, let's move on to strategy number two. Now, this next strategy is be specific. And I love this one because specificity actually allows you to paint a picture quickly in your email subject line. 
So when you're being specific in an email subject line, you're actually hinting at something super valuable to your reader and you're giving specific details to make it more real. I love this one. I love to be as specific as possible because it also goes back to the fact that when your ideal audience reads that subject line, they get it. And when a non-ideal audience member reads the subject line, they just don't get it at all. So this really plays a part when we're talking about getting really specific. So let me give you examples to help you really understand how this works. So here's one of my favorite subject lines. This one was from John Morrow, and he was emailing about John Dumas's experience with his podcast. So check this one out. It says, how a 30-minute podcast makes over $200,000 per month. You can't get more specific than that, right? I'll read it one more time. How a 30-minute podcast makes over $200,000 per month. So if you want to use this formula, this is what you would do. How a blank does blank. And that's pretty simple, right? But how a whatever it is that you are going to be working on with your audience does, however, the results that you want to show. So you're showing results. You're, you're showing them something that will kind of blow their mind, hopefully. But it's really simple in terms of the formula. How a blank does blank. So here's another one when we are talking about getting specific. The example is what every accountant ought to know about the new tax laws. So for you, it's what every, whatever your ideal audience is. So what every marketer needs to know, what every fitness instructor needs to know, you just fill in the blank with your niche. So what every blank needs to know about blank. And the second blank is what you're going to teach them, your knowledge, what you have to offer. So this formula, really easy, but it calls out your ideal audience in the subject line. It's very specific in that way. So getting specific will actually make people want to open up because they want to know the details. So here's some more tips for specificity. The first tip is to use numbers. And in that first example, you saw a lot of numbers, how a 30 minute podcast makes over $200,000 a month, specific, and we're using numbers. Numbers make it more real. And in some cases, numbers can actually ignite action. And by that, what I mean by ignite action is that if you use numbers in terms of a list, people tend to want to open up that email because we're very curious about inclusion and exclusion. So here's an example of that. If I say three list building strategies to set your foundation, People are curious, what are those strategies and what am I not including? Especially when you have a list like 10 sugar craving solutions. Does that make sense? 10 tips to stop your sugar cravings. You get the point. But what I'm doing there is I'm making a list so people are curious what's included, what's not included. And they're also looking at that as a very doable solution. It's digestible. You've taken a really big problem they have, craving sugar. And you've put it into a small list of action items that I could chip away with one by one. So numbers, list, they make it real, more actionable and digestible as well. And then lastly, when we're talking about getting specific in an email subject line, you can get practical too. And by practical, I mean telling people specifically what this email is all about. So I use this in conjunction with another formula. So here's an example. I might put in brackets the words new webinar, and then I'll put the title of the webinar, or I might put new podcast, 
or a video. And I put that in brackets like it's the it's the little title right away that people see and then they might see the subtitle of what they're going to learn. So making it more practical like here's what you get, that kind of specificity helps as well. So that's the second formula for your email subject lines. Number 3 is get relevant. And by getting relevant, I mean using useful information that is timely as well. So when I give you these subject line formulas, they'll make perfect sense. Like here's an example. Feeling out of control? Your guide to family, food, and the holidays. As you can see, it's useful and it's very timely as well. It mentions the holidays. Obviously, you'd send this one out late November, sometime in December, right? Here's another example. What's new with Instagram? So this one's really simple because for you, what's new with, and then you fill in the blank. Now, the reason why this one's so valuable is that it keeps people on trend. Everyone knows that Instagram is hot right now and you're going to give them new information to keep them in the know. So if you teach a topic that people are constantly wanting to be in the know about, you can really play off that in your subject lines. For me, that's a big one. Facebook changes all the time. Social media is confusing and changes a lot as well. And so keeping people in the know is part of my job. So using a subject line like this is really helpful to me. So again, what's new with blank? And you're going to fill in that blank with something your customer is interested in related to your business. Here's a few other relevant subject line formulas. 10 of the best summertime recipes. So mentioning seasons, mentioning holidays, big events that your ideal audience is aware of, that helps a lot. And then here's another one. This one's a little bit more tricky in terms of the email service provider you use, but this one is really valuable because it's specific and relevant. So here's the subject line. I'll be in San Diego next week. Join me? Question mark. So you're literally calling out a location. Studies have shown that when you use locations or locations in terms of city or the area or maybe even a state that the subscriber lives, they're more likely to pay attention and open that email. So if this makes sense and you can actually make this work with your email service provider, letting people know where you're going to be is a really great way to get that email opened. What I've seen is a lot of marketers when they're speaking and they're going to be around my area they'll send out an email and I know that they didn't send it out to a peer of mine because I've asked. And so what happens is that let's say someone's going to be speaking in San Francisco, which is a short plane ride from San Diego, I might see that email. But somebody in, let's say, New York is not going to see the email. So that's one other way you can use the relevancy in order to get in front of the people that actually will care about that topic. So here's the deal. When it comes to being relevant, You want to make reference to timing of an event or maybe a cart closing or an opportunity that's going away like a special bonus you created. So that's very specific to your business. But in general, if you're not promoting something, but you want to get that email open to send people to a blog post or a podcast, you can reference current trends going on, items in the news, or anything that's a pressing concern to your ideal audience. So getting relevant means you're useful and you're really timely in your email subject line. Okay, strategy number four is to make it personal. And by personal, I'm actually talking about making it personal to you, which then translates into making it personal for your reader. 
So have you ever received one of those emails where you literally thought that email was written just for you? This happens a lot with my good friend, David Seitman Garland, who I think I mentioned him in the last episode as well. When he sends emails out, I think that they're specifically for me because there's other times that David just emails me because we do promotions together. So I never know the difference between when he's personally emailing me versus when he's emailing his entire list. And that is a really, really cool strategy because you want people to feel like you have a relationship with them. So you can go to extremes with this or you can be a little bit more subtle. I think David goes to more extremes that I probably wouldn't use those strategies for my own marketing, but they work great for his. Like the last one was yo, Y-O. And then he actually said, I spent 20 minutes sitting here trying to think of a subject line and I couldn't think of one. So I just went with yo. So he has a lot of fun with it as well. But when you see a subject line that says yo, you're, you're thinking that that's just for you, right? So he gets me every time. But I think that's a good thing. As long as he's not trying to trick me or do something that isn't, you know, out of integrity, which is never his intention. So you just got to use this one wisely and just be careful with it. But my point being is that you want it to be personal. Now, a lot of personal subject lines work really well when you've built some trust with your audience. So if you're brand new to email marketing and your audience is brand new to you, you want to be a little bit careful with this strategy. But for me, I've had people on my list for years now so I can get away with this strategy and see more success with it. So let me give you an example so you understand what I mean. One example is how I finally stopped skipping my workouts. So you're making the subject line about you, but skipping my workouts is something that you know your audience is struggling with. So you're telling the story of how you accomplished a goal, overcame an obstacle, whatever it might be, but that obstacle is very specific to the needs of your audience. So again, how I finally stopped skipping my workouts. So as you know, you can fill in the blanks where needed to make it more personal to your niche. Here's another one. Has this ever happened to you? And usually when people say, has this ever happened to you? They're saying it because it's happened to them. Again, that's how to make it personal, but still about your reader. So the question almost demands an open because it's so open-ended, right? So I love that one. And then here's another one that's more specific to the online marketing world where marketers are teaching how to market. Here's the tools I use daily to grow my email list. That's one I use in an email that I send about a free PDF I have. So here's the tools I use daily to grow my email list. And for you, it's here's the blank I use to blank. So it might not be tools. It might be here's the logic. Here's the mindset. You know, whatever it might mean to you in terms of here's what I do to do this. So that's another way you can use these subject lines, but you're making it personal, but you're also making it about them. So use this subject line to show readers that you're actually on their side, that they're not alone because people want to feel that connection with you. If you show that you emphasize with the challenges they're having or the problems they might be facing, you're going to get that email open. Now, speaking of emphasizing with their challenges, The next strategy is to call out challenges or problems. All of us want to make less mistakes. Even if you're speaking to risk takers, they're still interested in finding ways that they can minimize the mistakes they're making. You want to, again, use this one with integrity. You're not looking to scare your audience. You're just looking to bring awareness to them. So let me give you a few examples. Do you make these coupon saving mistakes? So this is a person that's speaking to people that are saving money and cutting coupons. Do you make these coupon cutting mistakes? 
So the example for you is, do you make these blank mistakes? So what is it in your niche that you know your audience is constantly struggling with? Fill in the blank with that. Here's another one. The most common mistakes every blank makes. So the most common mistakes every fitness instructor makes. The most common mistakes every fisherman makes. Whatever your niche market is. And make sure you can back up these subject lines with the content. We'll get into that in a moment, but that's important for me to bring up there. But again, you're calling out these mistakes because people don't want to keep making them. So they're going to pay attention. Here's another one. Here's how goal setting can hurt your business. So for you, here's how blank can hurt your blank. So it might be, here's how improper stretching can hurt your back, whatever it is that your niche is. But the reason why that one's so powerful, and that's one of mine that I recently used with a promotion I did. And the reason it's so powerful is goal setting is a really popular thing amongst my niche. So now I'm saying this really good thing that's popular, here's how it can hurt you. So you can use this subject line in a few different ways, but one of the ways is here's how something they think is good can actually be hurting them. And so that's one way to go about the strategy where you're calling out a problem or a challenge. Here's another one. You don't need to master Facebook ads to make them profitable for your business. So an example, you don't need to blank and you're going to add something your audience has a limiting belief around. So my audience has a lot of limiting beliefs around the effectiveness of Facebook ads. So I say, you don't need to master Facebook ads too. And then I'm going to fill in the blank with accomplishment of something that I know I can help with. So you don't need to master Facebook ads. That's where they really struggle and have those limiting beliefs to make them profitable to your business. The profitable to your business is the part that I can help with. So I love that subject line. Again, I'm going to put these all in a cheat sheet and then add some to that, or I've already done this for you. It's waiting for you now. So if some of these kind of sounded interesting to you, but you're like, I need to see them on paper. Don't worry. They're in the cheat sheet. Okay. And then I told you five strategies and that was the five strategies, but I have one more for you. And that one is to break the rules. And I say that because you know, in your gut, what your audience is going to respond to. I know that I can't send an email subject line that says, yo, but I know that David probably got one of his biggest open rates with that. So you've got to go with your, your gut and know what's going to work for your audience. And of course, stay in integrity. Whatever it is that you put in that subject line, you've got to deliver in the email. But stay out of your comfort zone with your subject lines. I want to challenge you in, let's say, the next 24 hours to create some subject lines that kind of push the limit for you, make you feel a little bit uncomfortable or think, oh, it's not totally my style, but my audience could really respond to it. Remember, the subject lines aren't about you, your business, or your product. The subject lines are about your audience, meeting them where they're at, understanding their challenges, knowing what they want, their desires, their interests, the benefits to them. So make sure that you're going about this the right way, and you will start to see those open rates climb. Now, the last thing I want to tell you is I'm going to give you like a a rapid breakdown of different things you can do with your email subject lines to help you move forward with this strategy quickly. But before I get there, one more time, I want to encourage you to download the cheat sheet. So you can get it at amyporterfield.com forward slash 43 download, or you can just text the word 43 download to 38470. So definitely check out the cheat sheet. It will make this entire episode so much more actionable for you. 
Okay, so are you ready for your rapid round of email subject line tips and tricks? The first thing I want to say is push yourself to write more than one email subject line for each email you're going to send. And if you can, ask for feedback. Ask your team, ask your peers which subject line they like best and why they like it. Still always go with your gut, but that feedback could be really valuable. So five subject lines per email. I know it's a stretch, but you're going to be surprised what could come out of that. Number two, always ask yourself when you write an email subject line, so what, who cares? It's a little test you do. When you read the subject line, ask yourself, is my audience really going to care? Is there something in there that people can say, yes, I get it. I'm paying attention. That's important to me. The next thing is don't ever be too cute or clever or too funny in your email subject lines because you're going to get the open for the wrong reason. So if it's funny, people might just open it because it's funny, but then they're not even attached to what's to come. And so you want to just be careful. If you are too cute or too clever, you're setting the wrong tone for your email. So I just want you to stay away from that kind of danger area. Also, does your headline mean everything to your business or everything to your prospect? And that's something that you got to be really truthful and go with your gut on that. Read your subject line. Is it about your business, really, truly? Or is it about helping, adding value, giving information to your prospect that they actually care about? Make it about them. Also, always write as though you're writing to just one person. I'm sure you already knew that, but I wanted to throw that in there. So important. And try creating a headline with only short words. This is something I learned from that book as well. So two-syllable words or one-syllable words. And when you make it punchy like that, people are more likely to read it quickly, pay attention and open it. So less syllables, the better. And this is just one strategy that might work for you if you use those bigger, longer words, but this is something for you just to try. And then finally, a great headline can instantly undermine your goals when the headline does not deliver what it promises. And I've said this a few times throughout this episode, so I'm going to wrap it up here and just say that make sure that when you craft that email subject line, that you're actually preparing your lead, the person reading it, you're preparing the reader for an invitation that you're going to make. And that invitation might be to click something to read on your blog or listen to your podcast or sign up for your webinar. You're setting the tone with that email subject line and you're being really careful that whatever you're promising, you're actually delivering. That will add trust. It will make sure that the next time you send out an email, you're going to get an open And it will let people know that they are going to get something of great value from you every single time they open your email. Something really important for you to remember. So there you have it. I hope you found this session all about your email subject lines really, really valuable. And the next time you write an email subject line, make sure to use that cheat sheet to help you spark some creativity. And if you want to take things even further, grab the book that I talked about as well. You can find a link to that book and all of the other resources I mentioned here in my show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash 43. I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. I hope you have an outstanding week and you really get a lot done, make it a productive week, work on those email subject lines, and I'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 